Welcome everybody, welcome to the next episode of Talking Sports Stuff and Things with Chuck. I am your host, ironically, Chuck. Uh, we are on location here today, on location at the uh, Billick household, the Chud Nasty pregame party, as we like to call it. So any distractions, noises, anything you hear in the background, it's all organic. We're kind of doing this on the fly, but first on location podcast I've done. Uh, and I am not alone for the first time. I am not alone here today. I am not doing this podcast uh, wrapped up in my lonely spare bedroom. Today, I have some special guests. Uh, I got my brother here sitting in my room. My brother, Justin. Feel like Justin, say hello. Hello. That is hello. That is Justin. Thank you for joining us. I also have to my left, to my left, visiting from North Carolina, coming in from Raleigh. I have Brian the Funk Master. Funk, Brian Funk. Brian, how you doing? What's up? All right. Brian is in the building. And to my far right, also visiting from North Carolina up here in the beautiful land, I have the one and only John Billick. John, how are we doing today? Doing well, Chuckles. How are you doing, bud? Awesome. Glad to have you here. So, uh, listen, glad to have everybody here. Um, uh, thank you all for listening. Thanks for the support. As always, visit me at uh, chucktalksalot.com. Check out all the platforms. Subscribe to everything. Uh, listen to the latest podcasts. Also, get at me on the uh, email at chucktalksalot at gmail.com. So we'll get right into it here. Um, obviously, we're going to have a Browns-filled episode uh, with the uh, first game being tomorrow. Um, super excited, obviously. But before I just start going on a tangent there, uh, let's first start by talking about the Cleveland Indians, who obviously have been wrote off as dead 10 different times uh, here this season. But yet, uh, they won last night, played the Minnesota Twins. Big win last night uh, to keep us within reach. Uh, so we still have two more games to go in this series and plus a three-game series coming up. So the question that I have when it comes to the Indians uh, that I read so much on Twitter and what have you is, you know, everybody wants to blame Tito. I've been over this on previous episodes. It obviously has a lot to do with the injuries as to why this team is, uh, I don't want to say struggling. We're actually, if I'm not mistaken, we're like one game ahead of last year. John, do you know for sure? I know we're like right with last season. I don't know uh, how it compares to last season, but it's it's not far off. Yeah, I know. We're, I mean, even so, if it were within three games of last season, let's just say that. Uh, the fact that we're doing that with the injuries we have has been great. Uh, so here we are. You know, we struggled against the – I wouldn't say struggled. We got dominated by the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. So um, the fact that when we come back now here and, you know, we – I thought we looked well against the White Sox. Uh, you know, okay, and not tremendous. We'd like to sweep them, but, uh, you know, a split, like whatever. But, you know, we beat the team that mattered, which was the Twins. And if we beat the, you know, we beat them two more times, you know, tonight and tomorrow, there you go. You're right within reach again. So my question to you, I guess, would be this, John. So obviously you being an avid Indians fan as I am, uh, if you were to throw out a percentage chance, we love putting things in percentages. That's, that's a great topic that people love to talk about. It's a great way we love to put things. What percentage chance do you give the Cleveland Indians of, let's say, winning the division? Not just making the playoffs, but winning the division. Winning the division, I'd say at around 20%. That kind of <laughs> <that kinda laughs> sucks. Yeah. I'll admit it. It sucks. Uh, they're five and a half back. They do have five games left against the Twins the remainder of the season. One start... Uh, the first one starting tonight. Obviously, they won last night. They picked up a game. Um, they have tonight and tomorrow. Um, they got three more, I believe, next weekend is when that series is. So they have the opportunity to take those games that they need. The problem is the Twins have the schedule advantage. They have the White Sox, the Royals, and the Tigers pretty much the rest of the season. The right. Indians do have... Pretty simple games. They do have, I believe, the Royals and the White Sox again before right. the season ends. Right. I could be wrong, but they also have the Nationals to end the season in Washington. So they do have to do the uh, pitcher has to hit. There's no designated hitter. It's an interleague game. So that kind of throws a little bit of a monkey wrench into how they're going to finish the season. And this is going to come down to the last gate, the last day of the season. Right, so like, and, and as I talked about in my last podcast, I talked about the pitchers hitting and how ridiculously stupid that is, uh, especially since it's split between the two uh, leagues. So yeah, so here we are. We're going to come into this, uh, you know, like you said, it's going to come down to the last series or last game even. 
big chance in that, obviously, with how close this race is between not only division, but just our wild card race with Tampa Bay and Oakland. So, like, I guess my question that what, what I don't say my question, what bothers me is how is Major League Baseball, when you schedule this out, like, they obviously do a pretty decent job. I got to give Major League Baseball credit. They do a decent job of how all the division plays each other to end the season. So, I mean, you're going back and forth between everyone. You're playing the Royals and the Tigers and the White Sox and the Twins. Like, that's great. That makes a whole lot of sense because that, that can make for a lot of excitement. Then you give us our last series against not only not someone in our division, not even in our league. We're playing against the Nationals. So now, if 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 let's say we're tied, even we're tied or within a game or two of whether it be the wild card or division, whatever it is, then all of a sudden we have to go into a series and completely be at a complete disadvantage, not only against that team but against the hope we have against catching these teams that are ahead of us because they're going to get to play with their designated hitter. They're going to get to have that extra bat. We're going to be throwing. Uh, you know, Plesak up there to bat. To, to your comment on that, I've heard Zach Plesak is the best athlete on the team. So that might not be a bad thing, but to your point, um, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you because they they kind of set this up in a way to, to split it 15 teams on each league, five teams each division. Yeah, it's a nice number. It, it makes sense for everybody. Rounds off great. But they've continued this interleague play thing like it's it's a novelty. It was a novelty back in 1997. It was right. fun then. It was like, hey, we get to play the the the. I remember going back. This is a side tangent. We went to St. Louis for a weekend series, the Indians and Cardinals, back in in the the late 90s because we wanted to check out a new ballpark, and it was an interleague play game. It was fun. Like that was that was the the appeal of. We get to go to ballparks we'd never have another opportunity to go to sure. because the Indians get to play a National League team. Now it's like there's really no point of it. You know, there the, it 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 kind of hinders a lot of those things, and it's going to come back to bite the Indians in the in the the butt at the end of it because you know we could be coming down to the final days of the season. The Indians are a game out of the wild card, a game out of the division. So you know, and even even you know, stretching to to try to find a way to win the game and they have a pitcher at bat in the middle of a game in a key situation. It it's it, it does hinder that ability and every now and then it kind of just it just falls that way and it's it's unfortunate the Indians are, are getting the, the, the short straw this year. Gonna bite him right in the A but That's correct. It absolutely is. Thank you for that. But so, no, uh, yeah, sorry. I no, go ahead. Go it, ahead. But no, uh, I would have to agree with John. Like, I heard his uh, percentage and, you know, looking at the uh, – I mean, I'm not the Indians aficionado at all. Um, but they're in their most brutal stretch of their schedule right now, and they took two out of three in Boston, which was bad because we need – you know, you need them to go 0-3 there. And then, obviously, you know, the Tribe got the win – Two more games against the Tribe, three games against the Nationals, which Nationals are, you know, they're not, you know, they're, they're no slouch. Team. They're a playoff uh, team. Yeah, right? exactly. And then three more games against the Indians. So they, that's that's like the roughest stretch. But then it's three games White Sox, four games Royals, three games Tigers, three games Royals. Yeah. And those are, like, that's just all wins. Yeah, that's yeah. all Ws. So, yeah. I mean, Indians are, you know, they're playing for a wild card. There's just no. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, even, even I if you sweep. The twins right now, like even if you, you just, it's just not, it's just not fair. Like we need to petition the MLB. <laughs> just we not schedule fair. review. I think like, that sums it up the best. Yeah, you yeah, could yeah, sweep it's, the, it's really the twins fair. the rest of the season, and it might not even matter. Yeah, like, correct. You could win all right. six games or the five remaining games. Yeah, that could bring him a half game in conceivably, but then they're playing the twins or the excuse me the the White Sox, Royals, and Tigers the rest of the way, and it's. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, that, that, they're all wins, and the Indians are going to lose a few. They're going to sprinkle a few losses here and there. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's uh, yeah, it, it's a super tough go for the Indians right now. They're they're up against it with everything we just talked about. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just played the schedule game essentially. They're up against it there. Yeah. And adding to that is obviously as I've beat this dead horse into the ground over the past uh, I don't know four weeks, uh, the injury bug that has mm-hmm. just clobbered this team from yeah. the beginning of the season and then. Losing Jose Ramirez might have been, I don't want to say a nail in the coffin because I still think we can make that wild card spot, but mm-hmm. it was it was sure a couple shovel loads of dirt being pulled out of the yeah. out of the coffin. I still think they have the wild card. Mm-hmm. I, 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 if you wanted to ask me a percentage on the wild card, 
I'd say it's probably close to 75% there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, they have to be yeah. – they have to play the same baseball they've been playing, mm-hmm. you know, for, for the better part of the season. Like not, not the best baseball they've yeah. played, but if they're just consistent the rest of the way – I think the way that's that, totally what you got to play for because at that point when you when you take on like that's all you have to do you just have to get to the point where you are in control of your own destiny because the winning the division doesn't matter at that point when you get to the wild card game you win that game and then you got the twins exactly you know? so it doesn't matter that I mean it does matter it would be great to just go right into the division series that one game playoff it it's still like it still bothers me it's a sketchy yeah. as it gets yeah even back it in is. 2013 it's still haunting yeah you know that. that yeah. You don't yeah. score a run. I mean, come on. I mean, but, it's one game. Baseball yeah. just isn't like the rest of the sports. You know, we like to look at it like, you know, football's great because mm-hmm. every game matters, whether it's college, mm-hmm. NFL, every game matters. Yeah. Or when you're in the playoffs, that one game and you're out. Like, we love it. We yeah. live off. It's cool, right? It's great. But yeah. that's not every sport. That's, and that narrative just doesn't fit baseball. No. So that one game playoff, it sounds cool. But then when you're in it and if you're on the short end of it, it's like, Wow, that's it. It's over. Yeah. We don't. We're not playing best of at least three here. It's yeah. it's very odd because every look right. every game you play in baseball yeah. is a series. You play five thousand games a season. <laughs> you Why play, would you right. have one playoff? And game? every one of them is yeah. a series. When we all right next, who are we playing next? We're playing the White Sox. Okay, you play them for three games. Yeah. You don't play them for one. So mm-hmm. every the whole season's built on three game series yeah. minimum. Yet all of a sudden. They expand the idea of expanding the playoffs when they did it. I liked it personally because it was like baseball needed more excitement in a playoff uh, atmosphere. Like you need more teams to be a part of it, mm-hmm. and th- so it all sounded great. At least on my, I mean, I I was a fan of it. But a one game play in is just, whew, I don't know. It's tough. It's but, tough pill. But to be fair, it's baseball. If you're on the right side of that. It could lead to a magical October run. Mm-hmm. Sure thing. Because baseball is such a fickle sport. You you do well in that one game, it could lead to a momentum shift that could carry you through October. And that's 100% and, and, true. And that's baseball. So mm-hmm. that, that's kind of, that's the, I guess, that's making me feel better about the situation that the Indians are in. Especially after last night's game. Because the Indians were dead to rights. They're, <laughs> they're sure. down 2-1 to one in the 8th inning. They haven't shown any life in any game over the last week. Like they, they, I mean, they had a couple big offensive outings against the White Sox in that four-game set, but they also had two very poor outings where they just chose not to score runs and just looked mm-hmm. disinterested. Looked yeah. disinterested, and and I remember listening to a game on the radio where Tom Hamilton said they just seemed disinterested, and that's very disappointing to hear <laughs> it's in September. Sure. So it's when you hear them. Try to try to like you're trying to get excited about this team, and it's as a baseball fan, it's if you can get into the the, the show one way or another, you get into the dance, you get that one game. If you win it in a big way, it can carry you. Just not to to hurt anyone's feelings here because it hurts mine. A couple years back, when the Yankees won the the one game playoff against the yeah. Twins, they were actually they they got shelled in the first couple innings in that game, if I remember right. Yep, absolutely. It was against the Twins. Yep. They were up, you know, four, five, six runs early in the game. Yankees came back, won that game, and then they came back from a 2-0 deficit to beat the Indians. stomped us. In the division series. Yep, absolutely. And then they they were, you know, two outs away from winning the American League Championship until they lost it in seven games to Houston. Yep. Mm -hmm. So you you look at it from that stretch, it's it's possible. You just got to – it's baseball. It's such Mm -hmm. a weird sport. It is. It's, yeah, it's, it's a sport a, like I know. Like no if you other. get there, yeah. you're you're in. You have a chance. It's just whoever gets hot. Whoever it's honestly like the, whoever is pitching gets hot. And whoever bats gets hot. The I mean, Indians have the pitching staff. They have the horses yeah. to do it. So, and that's sort of keeping I, me optimistic. Yeah. And I was gonna say when you talk about the injury bug, like and and you know, obviously you 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 want to win a World Series, right? Obviously, but you know, from what I've seen though, is like the silver lining to the injuries is that. Now all these young dudes have started to step up. Step sure, up. you know, yep. like Kluber goes down, Carrasco goes down. Insert young talent Savali, pitcher, and then all of a sudden you're sitting there and you're like, "Dude, this is the future!" Like that, and and you know, and not to and, and see, I'm going to jump the gun here, but you look at that like relation to the Browns, like Kirksey goes down or Schobert goes down. Guess what? Taki Taki and Mac Wilson are coming in the game. You yeah, know? right. They're and ready to jump in. You get to see that young. Hungry talent and 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 baseball just seems like it's such a longer process before guys, you know, finally get there. And sure, it's like they just dominate, you know, triple A ball forever, and before they ever get called up, right. you know, because it's like 
yeah, that guy's got however many, you know, 20-something home runs in AAA, but are you going to, like, who, who are you going to move to, to put him right. there? Are you, like, yeah, he's a great bat, but he's not a good a fielder as this guy. Or, you know, like, are you going to, what are you going to do? You're going to, like, not play Carlos Santana and put in the AAA rookie? Like, so, I don't know. Baseball Baseball's different, but it is super exciting knowing that you, you lost some really awesome pitchers. But man, the Indians, dude, they they might be one of the best in baseball at like just finding pitching talent. Like oh, it's just crazy. A hundred percent. You know, yeah. Bieber and and Plesak, like uh and Savali. In Savali. Yeah, yeah, just just like it's it's like where do they even and, and honestly, like that's kind of your future. Like Oh, it's hundred I mean, percent like, the future. Yeah, and, and and Kluber's injured and it's like you, you, like you know, he's the clue by. Like you, you have love for him, but everybody's time comes to an end, and and, and, Savali, and that's and it's gonna happen. You're gonna just have changing of the guard, you know. And it's like it's pretty awesome to know that you have all that talent just waiting, you know, in the waiting in the wings. bullpen. Savali right. yeah. started the season in Double A, yeah, and made his way to the Tribe roster. I think he's starting tonight. If I if I know that, I think he is. Yeah, and he's. We saw last night. We were, I was talking with my dad about it. He's. Three and three, I believe, on the season, his record wise, which is, you know, okay, but he's got a one ninety four ERA. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's pitched six innings in all seven of his career starts in the big leagues. He started the season in double A. Yeah. Like that's that's just a huge The jump is it's it it's ridiculous. Because and, and he acts a lot like to to your point, mm-hmm. the clue bot. Yeah. Like if you've ever watched him walk off the mound, no no emotion. Stone face. It's his job. Yeah. He's out there, he's doing his mm-hmm. job and he's doing it well. Yeah, and that's yeah. just how, like, it, as as we said, uh, as we said before, like, um, uh, the just the fact that the Indians are a pitching, uh, what do you want to call it? Factory. Uh, factory. Like, they just come up with, as, as we have a dog uh, interrupting the uh, podcast here, uh, <laughs> We have, uh, and we're getting we box of we're getting message right now that we have, a I have box of so uh, uh, oh, interject here. Crew? I, I'm getting we're, we're getting oh, um, okay. uh, there has just been an influx <laughs> here right now of uh, of Cody good. holders for your beers that say listen to Chuck. Talk. I listen to Chuck. I listened to Chuck, I listened to Chuck, Chuck before talk cool. before it was cool, and we have a box full of these koozies right now that we're looking at. So I'm a little overwhelmed by that. So I'm sorry that I'm uh, at a loss for words right now. So I apologize. That I'm stumbling over my words, but. Uh, I just realized that live right now, I was interrupted with a box of koozies made about what's happening right here, and it's actually insanely awesome. Yeah. So, uh, sorry for that interjection. We'll get back to that at a later time. But uh, so, as we were saying, and, and I've actually labored this point before, that the uh, Indians uh, actually are—I don't think they get recognized for being the uh, pitching just um, factory, if you will, uh, that they. Have been, and obviously, as you just mm-hmm. stated, Brian, will continue to be. Yeah. So, um, which you know, it was Bieber the one, and and I should be shamed for this with the bell and everything. Uh, was Bieber the shaking and shaking in his boots? No, no, that was Ryan Merritt. That was Ryan Merritt. Ryan Merritt. Okay, never okay, 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 okay. Yeah, we've never seen since. Yeah, he, uh, right, right. He, he right. ended up getting hurt after that. Just for a fun fact for yeah. anyone. That okay, okay. Right. He got hurt after that. Went through some rehab, and then. Uh, didn't have enough options to make the Indians roster, so that he ended up getting let go after camp. Okay, play. so it, it right. was just it was just a, it fizzled out. Right, like, right. He has, but I mean, one of the best like Photoshop memes ever had it had him yeah. on the mound yeah. in his cowboy boots. Correct. He had yeah. a great week, and and <laughs> hey. he got us to the World Series in 2016. So it was fantastic. He yeah. and his wife yeah. will forever love Cleveland because we yeah, showered they, him with all. They, they bought gifts them and, every yeah. gift they ever wanted for their entire wedding reception. On their registry. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So good job out of them. Um. So that being said, I mean, uh, I mean that that kind of covers everything with the Indians at this point. Uh, I mean, right now it's a waiting game. Uh, basically, every game's a must-win. And look, we got to ride it out. We're not going to win every game from here till the end of the season. That'd be amazing. Yeah. It's not going to happen. But uh, we have to hope for it. some luck. We got to. We got to. Let's beat everybody. With, I mean, yeah, you're right. We're going for the wild card. It's plain and simple. Beating the Twins now still is gets us to the wild card. So the dance. So that, that we're on our way to that, uh, and we'll see. Uh, next podcast, obviously, we'll have a much better sense of where we stand uh, with that wild card. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, so anyway, hey, Roll Tribe. We're, we're going to keep following them and hope that it works out. Uh, so 
moving on from the tribe, we're, we're going to obviously step into the Browns now because, uh, I mean, look, this is this is a this is a day that I've been counting down for since, <laughs> I mean, since I, December last year. The, correct. Since uh, the last pass of Baker threw was an interception. Right, and then since then I've been waiting for this day, and then obviously since then up until now, and the other podcasts you've all listened to. The things that have happened between now and then were things that I never would have dreamed happen uh, with the, the OBJ thing and, and on and on. I've already talked about it enough, so I won't labor the point. But uh, something I want to get into before we even move into our talk of the game and what we think is going to happen, predictions, if you will, is, you know, I mentioned who's sitting here with me. That'd be my brother, uh, Justin, uh, my buddies, John and Brian. So, uh, you know, obviously I've known my brother my whole life, uh, his whole life, but him being younger than me. But you know, he's he definitely has always been somewhat of a Browns fan, and I would say over the past, oh, I don't know, nine to ten years, he's really jumped on uh, with the Browns and been following him very closely ever since. And uh, it's been something very great, something that brings us closer, uh, that we enjoy together, and, and it's great. It's awesome. You know, he'll be at the game tomorrow uh, with me as he has been the last several years coming to the opener, uh, tailgating the whole bit, and it's awesome. It's something that we enjoy together, and and I love it. I cherish it uh, because the Browns are so important to me. And it's awesome that someone who means so much to me in my life uh, is there. And we're going to just have, you know, we're having the best weekend. That's why he's here now. It's not just tomorrow. It's it's the buildup. It's the prep. It's the day before. It's the day of. And it's it's uh, the whole season to come that we're going to enjoy together. And it's going to be awesome. Uh, aside from that, these other two guys I have sitting here with me, uh, John and Brian, uh, these two guys here have become two of the best friends that uh, I have in my life. And, and they'll be friends of mine for the rest of my life. And the only reason I even know these two guys is because of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I've, I met both of these guys solely based on watching Cleveland Browns football. Uh, I met John first, you know, I met John in 2010, uh, solely because they needed a parking spot. I mean, how it all started was I was doing my thing tailgating since, you know, whatever time in the morning that starts, you know, I mean, usually around 4am and, uh, Somebody needed a parking spot. I spotted somebody walking. Actually, it was one of John's friends, uh, Chris, who also has become one of my best friends. Uh, I noticed that he was walking in front of a car that was driving slowly. They were weaving through the mess that is the lot when you show up late and try to drive through it and park. It's impossible. And uh, I happened to look him in, you know, caught eye contact. I said, hey, you looking for a spot? He said, yeah, I'm looking for a parking spot. I said, look, I got an extra one right here. We got chairs in it. I'll move it. Y'all can park here. Long story short, not to belabor the point of how it all went down from there because there was a lot involved. That's how I met John. We hit it off, started talking. That was in 2010. It's 2019. Uh, this guy's become one of the best friends uh, in my life. Uh, he still lives in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, where I lived in Raleigh. We traveled back and forth that two-and-a-half-hour drive a hundred times over that uh, time to uh, hang out. Whether, yeah, easily, right? I mean, uh, whether it be to watch games together or just spend time together or for you to pass the bar exam to become a lawyer. <laughs> it, you know, the list goes on and on. Uh, I mean, going back to that time and thinking about how the chances are one in a million, how you meet that way, like, I mean, do you think about that as often, I guess I would say, as I do, the fact that when I'm watching a Browns game, I'm always like, that's why I know this guy. Like, how weird is that? Yeah, it, it definitely comes up all the time, and I think about it all the time because, seriously, it was it was by chance that I was, I was driving the car slowly through the Muni lot that one morning. We were... We thought we were early, and, and, and that seriously is the, is the thought of so many people at that point in time. It's 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning. You're slowly driving through the mini lot like you think you're early. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, we can't find a spot with our, you know. So Chris and Nick, Nick was with me too. He got out of the car. They started walking around looking for spots, and Chris found the spot next to Chuck. So the fact that we parked there was one thing. That that, that But... That year, I had decided to put together this ensemble, my own like personal opening game outfit, which was a pair of brown pants that my sister had hemmed me hemmed for me into shorts mm -hmm. with brown and, or with orange and white stripes down the side, and then I found this brown vest online. I had this brown's tie that I got in college, and it was sort of a, a, a just just a nice little like, get up in the to, captain logo. No, I didn't. That 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 was oh, that was, added, added, that that was, was added. This was this was the the the, the origin okay, story, okay. if you will. Yeah, right, right. and and that was all I wore in, in in orange chucks, of course. And I got out of the car, and I think Jen approached me almost immediately, Chuck's wife Jen, and said, "I need to take a picture of you." 
because I think we figured out what my fiance is going to wear during our wedding. And I'm like, this is weird, <laughs> but I'm not upset about it. Because now it doesn't seem weird, but we all got to remember, we don't know this person yeah. at all. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so then she explains that they're having a Cleveland Browns themed wedding, which is just, you know, yeah. bombshell. I'm like, this makes a lot of sense then. So they just, they just take a, a picture of me and then we just begin talking the entire day. And, and all of a sudden, it's just, by the end of the day, they're, hey, these are our names. Find us on Facebook. These are our names. Find us on Facebook. Let's all be friends. And, and, and throughout the years, it's just been just messages and messages. And then this was before I had moved to North Carolina, after Chuck and Jen had moved to North Carolina. Um, I, sent a Chuck, uh, uh, I sent Chuck a message one day. I was just having like a really bad day. And I just said, hey... It's cool to see like all the positivity that you have and like all the motivation that you have. Like you're you're always in such a good mood and stuff like that. It's just it's just really uplifting. He responded almost immediately, appreciating it and stuff like that. And then that's sort of what just clicked everything. This was long after. By the way, going backtracking a little bit, the second time we ever hung out with them was their wedding. Correct. <laughs> so after we met them at that tailgate, they invited us to their wedding. Because of what I was wearing. That's the only thing. That's what brought us together. Unofficial tailor. But then, you know, long after, I sent that message to Chuck, and then all of a sudden, it just it just flooded. Like, we, we, we became good friends, talking all the time. And then every year since then, it's been setting up this home opener, the Hopener. As the Hopener, correct. That's been our thing. And, and ever since then, it's it, they've become part of our family, and... And here we are. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. Like, yeah, because it's not just like I'm friends with John. I mean, this has spawned my friendships to a hundred people. I mean, I mean, you're talking this this guy's aunts, uncles, cousins. I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, this is you know standing over here in the corner, kind of observing this podcast. It's John's John's uncle standing over here, hanging out. Uncle Steve, how you doing, John? Uncle Steve? Yep, Uncle Steve's over here. I mean, look, this is to a point where some guy who I met in a parking lot, I could call his uncle. And say, I want to sleep at your house. And he'd be like, sure. Come on down, Chuck. No problem. That's not normal. Like, people don't meet this way, right? This isn't normal. But, you know, that's what not only sports, but Cleveland sports and the Cleveland Browns can they can make happen. It's, it's insane. It's insane how this has all grown from a stinking stupid parking lot where we all get together to, for the same goal, which is for the Browns to win. And we haven't seen a lot of it. We've gone to a lot of losses, but that's how this all starts. I always say that if people who see this as just sports, they're they're missing the entire point. Yeah, you're exactly right. Like this is and, way bigger than sports on every level, forever. Yeah, from the bottom up, you're 100 percent right. It, yeah, there's a football game to be played, and it, it it plays a big role in what we do and why we do it. But my goodness, the the stuff that surrounds it uh, is huge. Whether it be something like Making friends, meeting new people, talking beliefs, about it, beliefs, camaraderie. Yeah, so all of it. Just it's the, it's the gathering amazing. to become one with something and have something in common with other people. With yeah, that, that you'd never otherwise talk to for right. any other reason. Right. So it's very super cool, and, and and I love every second of it. And that's how you know. So here we are. Here I are. And right now I'm at John's dad's house. All right. So the t- we're in John's. Dad's basement. What do you yeah. think of that? Uh, so welcome to John's dad's basement, the Chud Nasty uh, basement party. Damn. So, you know, and then switching that back over here. So to Brian over here sitting on my left. So same situation. I moved to Raleigh, North Carolina, as I've mentioned before, and I lived down there for a while. And when you live in another state and you're a Browns fan, it's pretty great. You know, one thing that's so awesome about Browns fans is that we are everywhere. And we are, you know, people think that Browns fans are jumping on the bandwagon now. No. As I've said before, just because you stopped paying attention to the Browns, we never have. We've never gone anywhere. We know we have sucked. It's not a, it, you know, people say, you guys have sucked for 10 years. Oh, really? Oh, thanks for the update, pal. I've watched every game. Haven't missed a snap. I'm aware. <laughs> so when you live in another state and you're a Browns fan, what is really awesome is there's a thing called the Cleveland Browns backers, and they are literally worldwide. As a matter of fact, I'll throw this in real quick. Monday morning, I'll be throwing out a link. I'll be on a podcast live with a guy in Ireland who is part of a Browns backers club. He's a Browns fan in Ireland. Ireland. 
Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, I'll get more into that uh, when the time comes. But I'll be joining that guy on Monday. The Browns fans are everywhere. So that being said, I used to go to this uh, Browns backers club in Raleigh uh, for a long time. And while I was going there, started talking to this guy, Brian. You know, he seems like a cool dude. Like, we hit it off. We started hanging out, like, talking. And then it turns into, like, hey, what's your number? Let's text. And we text about the Browns. And then it was, hey, what are you doing Saturday? Let's just, like, hang out instead. Let's just do something else. And then, lo and behold, here we are now. Nine years later, or eight years later, whatever it was, when we first started hanging out, like, yeah. you know, however many years removed, and here, this guy's also in John's dad's basement. Yeah. You know why? Because we're all friends, and it's yeah. all because of the Cleveland yeah. Browns. It's amazing. So anyway, Brian, like, first of all, thanks for uh, being, you know, willing to talk on here with me, because, you know, I know that can be difficult, because yeah. I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, like, what what do you remember about, like, us being at that Browns backers club, and, like, when we first started kind of, like... Like, how, what drew us together that you remember that, like, we we're like, oh, let's sit down and watch these games together and start talking. Oh, yeah, no, I know this, like, for sure. Uh, but, no, um, so, yeah, for, for, first of all, like, it, it hasn't been nine years. It's actually, it might feel that, it might feel like it's been that long, but, um, <laughs> yeah. but no, it's only, like, four. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, right. but, um, but, I, yeah, no, it's, it's I was it's solely okay. going off it's of how okay. long I lived there, and I was how, like, I don't know what else to say. That's how deep our bond rounds. That's right, right. correct. So, Hey, um, I, I'll, I'm going to interject real quick because it's important. We don't have to dive into it deep, but yeah. we were all together for Game Seven. Yeah, of the NBA yeah, Finals, where the Warriors lose two-one lead. Yes. Correct. So yeah, we showered each other in champagne yeah, in Chuck's front yard. <laughs> we have right. that bond yeah. that will go forever. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Continue, Brian. All right. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, no. So, so Browns backers, you get on the website and Google it, find it. You know. So I go there. And I didn't know about this place, you know, it was whatever, someplace in North Carolina. It was cool, like, there was all these all these Browns fans and stuff, but, like, I was, it was just a weird setup, but I was with this weird kind of, like, bar, like, thing, and then it looked down over into these, like, booths where seats were, because this is a restaurant, you know, so, and then there's, you know, projector screens and stuff. Well, Chuck was always, like, in this specific booth. So, like, the first couple weeks... You know, and this is this is the Johnny Manziel era where where it was born. Right. Sure, this, that's right. I think it was his rookie year. Actually, it yeah, was his rookie year. It was. So I remember now. I go there, you know, and we have some games or whatever. Is you know the Brian Hoyer thing uh, started when you won some games and all that stuff. But yeah, so every time we score a touchdown, there was this dude that would just like run around the restaurant with a freaking Browns flag, like just like running around, you know. And it was funny because we split the bar with Patriots fans. So Patriots fans were one half, and we're the other half, literally like right next to each other. And I can only imagine what they thought of Chuck, you know, and they're all just, you know, looking down their nose at us like... These, yeah, these Browns fans. This is what Browns fans are like. Like they get excited over a field goal or whatever. Uh, right. you know, like, Bunch of losers. They, yeah, yeah. Like uh, they gotta yeah. celebrate like they won the Super Bowl every time they score a touchdown. Yeah, Tom, we do get excited. So anyway, you know, Chuck was whatever doing his thing and um uh it was you know, um you just run into people all the time that just it's cool to have something in common, but at the same time, like once you get to talking to them they just, I don't know, I don't even want to call it, like, are we sports snobs? I don't know. But, you know, when 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 people are just, you're sitting next to the dude, and he's, like, frustrated, and you're, and you're, and you're, and you're just like, why are we running, you know, a draw play on third and seven, like, ever, you know? Um, just, just whatever, you're calling out, like, actual plays, you know, and then, and then, like, you know, you're complaining, or you're complaining about it complain about a defensive scheme or, or something we did and then the old dude's like it doesn't have to be old dude <laughs> but, but uh, it's just be like the, dude. the casual fan yeah. all right yeah but but no this i'll never forget this because you know because it was an old dude but he's like man this offensive coordinator is terrible like he needs why would you just get creative like why don't we run some like trick plays you know run some reverses or some like or some like uh flea flickers or something like that it was like I was like, because that works never. Like, you know, this is like, oh my god, because this, this isn't, isn't Madden, Madden. <laughs> exactly. Like, this is not Madden. Like, you can't run the, the flea flicker reverse. All right. Yeah. Like, 
until you get Baker Mayfield. Yeah, but, right. You know, <laughs> so, so I'm just like until you get Baker Mayfield. So then I, I just like kind of watch it, and I see Chuck like making his rounds, and he's talking to these people, and he's entertaining these people who are just who I can tell he's just like I can tell he knows what he's talking about, and they don't. But he's the Browns backers president, so he has to be nice to them, you know. And he's like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, you're you're an idiot. Next, um, you know, like. And so then I was trying to. Then so that's how it started. Me and him sort of just had some little exchanges. And I think once he was like, "Oh, this dude's not like stupid. He's actually like saying stuff that makes sense." Um, then we started talking more. So then we were just getting these conversations where we're like venting, 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 venting. You know, why did the Browns do this? Why did the Browns do that? Joe Banner, I hate you. Why did you cut Phil Dawson after a Pro Bowl season? We've lost so many games out of fi- because of field goals since then. Um, you know, so so that's how it all started, and then like you said, it like it progressed to yeah, you know, this kind of come grew over, and grew and come over, hang out, um, you know, all that all that kind of stuff. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, just that, uh, j- and then it turned into um, you know hanging out, and then we are uh, having. My goodness, I don't know. Hour long phone conversations about. Oh yeah, like one hundred percent. The week, the Browns. Uh, I don't know. Uh, at the time, shamefully, you know why we aren't starting Johnny Manziel. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, but you know you're you right. Know, like like. But, but it was always you know just having these conversations about you know all these all these things that just are driving you crazy because we ever had all this inept front office, inept inept coaching, guys that. Don't know when to challenge, when to call a timeout. Have no concept of time management Football. whatsoever. Which, my goodness, we'll be watching Freddie Kitchens so close to see if he knows when to actually call a yeah. timeout or throw because a challenge we, flag. We yeah. haven't had that in ten years. Spin zone. It's just like the, we don't have to do that because we have other things we have to, to pay attention to this year. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Good things. Yeah. So yeah. like so like as Brian mentioned, which I want to touch on, which I thought was uh, interesting, is. He's right. Like, what's so funny is like, uh, especially once I, you know, I moved back to Cleveland. Uh, Mondays after the game, uh, you know, I was usually off work already, and, and Brian would be on his way home, say four thirty ish or whatever. Mm-hmm. Brian would call me at around four thirty, and we'd start having our Browns conversation and break down the game, what we were upset about, happy about, what have you. And next thing I know, I'd be in my kitchen and you know doing some things. I'd look down. We had been on the phone for an hour and twenty five minutes. <laughs> of just straight Browns conversation, right? Like, yeah. inside, I'd be like, and like, my wife's looking at me, and she, I'm like, yeah, look, I gotta get off the phone, bro. Like, I gotta, we gotta make dinner or something. So, and and speaking of that, uh, as she just kind of uh, walked into the room, speaking of uh, someone who puts up with all the stuff that's already been mentioned uh, uh, that we've talked about with these two and a million other things above and beyond all of that that I could never begin to express. Uh, my wife, Jen, who I've asked to come on the podcast many times and has declined, has walked into the room and sat down and appears that she may have something to say. So, Jen, welcome. Hey, y'all. So, Jen's here. Uh, so, what's up? What do you got going on? We Brian was talking about how you guys first met and how you guys were Brownsbacker's buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, I always mentioned that Chuck and Brian had a little bromance going on. <laughs> They're a little Browns bromance. Mm-hmm. It's very true. And, yeah. you know, if I wasn't married to Chuck, you know, that would be... <laughs> You'd be suspicious. <laughs> I'd be a little suspicious. Um, but, yeah, it was a, a good thing for Chuck to actually have an outlet other than me to uh, talk <laughs> yeah. Browns goodness with. So that would be many over times at the, the Browns. Can I interrupt? Is, is goodness the right word? Greatness. Uh, greatness. At the time, though, like oh no, 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 no. misery, yeah. misery, Bra- misery. Browns yeah. pornis, pornis, yeah, like, yeah. It, therapy. Yeah. Brown, ther- yeah. It was okay. no, I mean, right. to, I think to, to steal a quote, yeah, yeah therapy, therapy Monday, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Therapy. I mean, yeah. yeah, which which is actually you know what I was gonna say actually is what kind of I I feel like is what sort of led to all of this like you doing the podcast mm-hmm. is how many times like we would text and I know you were in on this too even though you know we're not group text or anything but it's like. Yeah, me and John, and you know, talk about that. But just the local radio stations on Cleveland, and just how freezing cold takes all day, every day. Right. You know, yeah. and it's just like we can do this better than you know. Than we can do anybody. better than yeah, them. Sure. Who likes 
Aaron Goldhammer. Like, am I allowed to say his no. name on a podcast? Right. First of all, like, yes, you are. Twitter poll. No, you are allowed to do his name, but we can't even. I don't even want to go down that road. Okay, okay. We're no, but I'm just yet. saying. But like, you're correct. We're nobody like, likes yeah. him. We are we're gonna nobody. To, we're gonna have to beep out his name after you said that. Yeah. So we'll okay. Okay. Because we're already running this thing way long, and we haven't yeah. even talked about the game yet. Yeah. So we can't. We can do that. We at can't a go down time. that road. All right. We're 40 minutes into a podcast. We need another 40 minutes just to rip that. Sorry excuse for a radio <laughs> host. You know what the problem is? He'd love it. He would yeah. love it. You know oh, what? Yeah, because you, calling, because you're yeah, right. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna. I've never edited a podcast. I might have to beep his name we, out because it's, name, it's yeah. too much credit. Yeah, it's too much credit. So, so anyway, I should have uh, said. But the horse poop eater. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair because that's the best yeah. way to uh, yeah. you know relate to him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, j- thanks for the uh, surprise visit. Yeah, um, absolutely. Did you have anything else you wanted to uh, add, or are you just looking to kind of jump in and just hang out for a little bit? Just jump in. Oh, that's cool. So, so, and I also know I like your uh, your coldie holder you have there on that beer. Yes, uh, I listened we, to Chuck talks a lot before it was cool. Yeah, we, we've already acknowledged yeah. that, and it, it really took me by surprise earlier when there was a whole big. Uh, mm-hmm. As we listen to this back later, it's going to sound terrible, but uh, that's okay because I like to do this very organically. So it absolutely, was, I got handed one of these and I uh, shed a few tears. And that's, so it's very very cool, very it, emotional, and, and very I awesome. Think he's, I don't of think he's processed it yet. No, he it's. Hasn't. It's definitely not. It's yeah. it gripped my heart. I'll tell you that. Yeah, so she was concerned that we weren't staying hydrated down here, so she, <laughs> yeah, so she had to make sure that we were ready. Yeah. So, um, so all of that being broken, the fact you know, uh, uh, Justin, do you have anything you want to add that you need to throw in here? I, I, I mean, I, go Browns. Here we go. <laughs> okay, <laughs> which is I mean. essentially all that needs to be said. So the fact that I don't want this podcast to go for an hour, uh, we'll do our best to. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to go around here and ask, who do we think is going to win and who do you want to win? I mean, it's ridiculous. We all know that the Browns are going to win tomorrow. Yeah, by a million. By a million points. <laughs> it's it's quite evident. and So we don't need to get into that much of it. We don't I, need to break it down by play. I mean, I actually do have a question about it, and it's not like who's going to win, but okay. it's, it's sort of that relation, and it would, it would be... What are you most excited about seeing tomorrow? Okay, that's a good uh, question. That's a good question, John. I'm excited to see when Chuck gets in line for the Muni lot. <laughs> I want to know which car it okay, is. Okay, no, no, because in relation to the game. In relation to the game. <laughs> Let like me finish, though. Okay, okay, go ahead. The, the last couple of years, we've been within the pe- the first, what, ten cars? Oh, that, yeah. Last year, we were in within the first five cars. Yeah. Can we improve on that? I'm, I don't know. I'm shooting for it. That's yeah. an important question, okay. but for the game itself... I'm honestly like, and I might be in the minority, but I want to see that defense. Like, okay. Because Marcus Mariota is yeah. actually not like Marcus Mariota is playing behind a. And I don't want to dive into too much, but the their their offensive line's beat up. They've got Taylor mm-hmm. Wands out. He's their all star left tackle. Miles mm-hmm. Garrett's gonna have kind of his way. Like the defense is probably going to take out anything that that offense could do. So I mean, that yeah, we could score a million points. Sure, that mm-hmm. that'd be a lot of fun. Obviously, yeah. but like, it'd be pretty cool to see them just not score any. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's all right. So Justin, what are you most excited? What do you like? He just asked. What are you most excited to see tomorrow when the game starts? Oh man, what are you looking forward to the most? Like, what are you just thinking about? I can't wait to see this. That's a good question. It is, right? It's a good question. Um, Scottish Hammer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope we don't have to see him at all tomorrow. We did say that to him last night at the bar. say just getting to sit down and just to be excited to watch a game that I myself feel positive that is just going to be an amazing blowout we're taking it all the way to the house, no questions asked, game. That's, to be the favorites that's yeah, for yeah, once. Yeah, to be the favorites for one to time, right? be able to sit back and just be like, yeah, what did you say last season? Because right. I don't even care. Right, because we're winning. <laughs> we're winning today. Yeah. We're, that's, we're that's very. That is great. That, to have the feeling of knowing that, you, you know, if we can have that game in hand, you know, by halfway through the third quarter and know you're taking it home, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um for me to answer your question, the thing I'm looking forward to most, what I can't wait for, 
is, uh, I mean, it's so hard for me to break that down because, man, the Browns as a whole just are mm-hmm. consume my life. And, and uh, both of those answers are awesome, and I love both of those. I'm going to be like, yeah, I want that mm-hmm. too, and I do. Yeah. But I, I, honestly, the one thing that I, I've been thinking about for two months that just I, I can't wait, the first time that Baker Mayfield drops back and throws a touchdown pass to Odell Beckham yeah. Jr. Oh, is, that's got to be there. It's yeah. just the moment that, like, uh-huh. For that pass to come out of his hand yeah. and all of us to see it and as yeah. that that three seconds of anticipation right. of knowing who he's throwing it to because we're all going to realize it when it's yeah. let go and yeah. and as you're rising to your feet and yeah. and getting ready to clench your fist together and yeah. and you see Odell's hands coming right. up and then when he grabs it and lands in the end zone, mm-hmm. just that moment of euphoria and just the feeling of 70,000 yeah. people mm-hmm. in unison screaming. Well, he, he right. hand, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. As he grabs it with one yeah, hand. Yeah. One. And you know they're so, going to show it 20 times on ESPN. Correct. Like, you just want to throw a double bird right. to all to of everyone. the haters. Yeah. So you know. uh, that is uh, absolutely probably, of, of all the things, and there's a million I could just sit here and ramble mm-hmm. on for an hour, Baker to Odell for that first time, man. Just yeah, this you're gonna feel the stadium under your feet. It's gonna be electric yeah. and magical. And I mean, the hair stands up on my arm just talking about it. It's amazing. Yeah. Like yeah. the thought process of that. What about you, yeah. Brian? So you so, posed so the question. John, so. John definitely stole mine. <laughs> mine. Well, I had a couple. So I actually got like three things. The one was the defense. Like you stole that. Like I think the defense is just gonna be ridiculous. Under and I radar. can't wait. And I, they are I, under the so, radar, which is weird, but they're uh, under the uh, radar. Part of me thinks that that um, that Steve Wilkes um, is almost like he's building a defense. Like, and I hate to give him any credit because I think they're going to crash and burn. But he has the utilities. Like, it's the Lamar Jackson stopping defense with that that hybrid like running mm-hmm. three safeties. You know, it's like a, a that that. Uh, whatever you want to call it, five two four, four two five. Yeah, like four, two, five. Five. yeah four two five. Oh, I guess D- is what you're going to call it. DBs all yeah. over the place. Like right. speed everywhere. That's going to be awesome to watch. But like, yeah, no, just that front four, just freaking destroying people. Yep. is going to be amazing, and especially like you said, like the offensive line. Miles Garrett on um, his way to a defensive player. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. No, that 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 preseason game where you had Garrett and Vernon basically almost run into each other uh, <laughs> every play off the end, and you're like Dude, every play. Yeah, you're, yeah, you, yeah. They were out there for ten plays. You're like, no, we get to see that the entire. There's going to be a quarterback in the and middle. Then, of and there. then yeah, when then when I finally stopped in, Sheldon Richardson or Devereux Lawrence, who is my Larry. who is my favorite new player. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that yeah. dude's a beast. Big guy, Larry Like, dude, just blitzing up. The, I mean, they're going to be really good on defense. The um, list goes on and on. But yeah, super excited about the defense. Um, and then uh, I, for one, can't wait till week nine. But before week nine happens, and we have two elite running backs, Nick Chubb, man, dude, yeah. Nick, Nick Chubb. I'm so excited for Nick Chubb. Like, yep. we didn't get to see him run the rock really at all. And the few times he did touch in preseason, he like ripped off huge runs. And you're just <laughs> yeah. like, dude, that dude is one move away from just taking to that just house every time. House calls all every day, every time, and and, every uh, time. and super excited about that. And then the other thing, um, I'm actually excited for and and come on, Cleveland. Like, I hope your fans or I hope we're all smart enough. And we've all paid attention enough to know what dog check is. And, the first, <laughs> and o- Odell's obviously going to give instructions for it in the stadium. And then I hope that's like, you know, that happens like once a game. Well, so and let, let everybody, me, everybody knows what let, to let do. Me, let me interject here real quick because I know you live in Carolina. You haven't been to the games. Uh-huh. It's already happened at the preseason okay. games. It's very clear. Okay. They do it on the scoreboards before many, many times. Okay. The whole, it's, everyone's got it down. All right. It's, all right. It's, yeah. They give the dog check and and everyone's on it. Okay, it so work? good. Yes, good. It's okay. fantastic. Yeah. So like they did it at the pre they did it at the orange and brown scrimmage. They did it at both preseason games. They yeah. it's very clear they do it up on the field uh, a couple times, several times. They do it a couple of times. Yeah. It, it's great. So Okay, good because that was one thing and that sounds like, you know, whatever petty cheer cheerleady of me. Um yeah. I guess. But it was one of the things so and this is the reason it bothered me. Like I love Here We Go Brownies. Like obviously if you're a Browns fan you love the Here We Go Brownies. Yeah. However, there is nothing intimidating about that to other teams. Like that have it's never heard fun. it. And it's like we call our team, you know, brownies and it's like, that's like Girl Scouts. So so No, it's a brownie elf. I know it's a brownie elf, but I'm saying like hey, do not like for talk bad about my, it. My coworker who's a Sooners <laughs> fan, he was like, Do you guys have any like chance or whatever? I go, Yeah, we do, you know, here we go, brownies, here we go and he was like that's pretty lame, you know, and I was like, 
Yeah, you know what? I'll kill uh, you. He's I'll pretty fight you. He's fight you. No, he's pretty lame. But I love. Okay, so that's what I love about. Yeah, dog, dog check because yeah, dog check's yeah. awesome and it's just sort of that kind of like you're in our well, house like so intimidating just, so they do it up on the board like, they do the whole thing it's almost like yeah. the you know the the marines you know mm. when marines do yep. the you know whatever chance they do and they're like <laughs> you know it's pretty awesome and so yeah no so they it's very they do it they've done it both games I don't know how they're going to handle it tomorrow mm. but they do it up on the screen they give Odell saying you know they're like hey when when Kirksey says dog check y'all say who and then they do a couple of them back to back. So they've done that many times. So for the most part, I'd say 90% of the people are going to be in the stadium tomorrow. They've seen it. They get it. So, mm-hmm. uh, I th- yeah, we'll be good as far as and, that And one more thing I, I, I wanted to, to, to just say is Vegas. Vegas is so tricky. Like, So I've been – obviously, you've probably been getting mad about uh, power ra- power rankings and, sure. um, and pro- projected wins and stuff. Like everybody's like, oh, Cleveland, you know. Like nine and a half wins. I'm like, if we have a nine win season, I'm gonna be a very upset person. I'll be disappointed. But then, so nine and a half win over under, right? Mm-hmm. Then in the straight up favored, like Cleveland is favored to win ten games. Like we're the favorites in ten games this mm-hmm. year. And then we're the sixth best odds to win the Super Bowl. Right. So Vegas is just covering all all bases. Base, oh, sure. You know. Of course they're they covering are. all the bases. That's right. So third best odds. To they're win not the AFC new. Now. After Andrew Luck's retirement, third yeah. best odds to win the AFC. Right. So better you than know, I'm the, like they're gonna cover now. every base. Yeah. The the nine and a half wins, I'm like No sir. Yeah. That's not gonna happen. Right. We're we're one in twelve. <laughs> Twenty you know, nineteen though. Yeah. Well <laughs> All right, so with that being said, we're going to wrap it up solely because we could keep going on for the next two hours and we could do it with our eyes closed. It wouldn't even be a problem. But we're at 52 minutes now. I hope anyone who listened to this podcast was entertained enough to make it to this point. This is by far and away the longest podcast I've ever done, almost by double. But that's okay. The uh, first time I've had some guests, first time I gave this a run, A, remotely, B, with guests, I had a blast. I, it we had dogs. We had koozies. Go yeah, we had dogs. <laughs> uncles. We, we had uncles rolling in. We had beer koozies showing yeah, with my name on them. My wife rolling in. It's been an out of control thing, but you know why it's an out of control weekend? I'm going to be way loose from the time I turn off this microphone till Monday afternoon at some point. So that being said, guys, listen, as I end every episode, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for support. Please go to ChuckTalksLot.com. Subscribe. Uh, whatever platform you want to subscribe to, please subscribe. You'll get the notifications. You can listen each week. I might be doing more than an episode. I might start doing two episodes a week because there's just too much sports and too much things and too much stuff for me to handle in one 30-minute episode. I'd like to keep them to around the 30-minute mark. Uh, It seems like people like that, so I might just do a couple uh, 30-minute episodes a week. So We'll see how it goes. Depends how the sports and stuff and things takes me. Otherwise, guys, we'll catch you on the flip side. I'll probably do one after the game tomorrow, like not tomorrow, but Monday or Tuesday to recap the game and plus the uh, just first full Sunday NFL uh, slate of games. So I'll talk to you guys then. Y'all be good or be good at it. And uh, as I always say, don't look down on somebody unless you're helping them up. Peace. Y'all be good.